If you'll please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, music team. Ephesians chapter 6, it can be found on page 979 in the Bibles and the, the chairs in front of you or behind you. I'm going to read uh, verses 10 through 20, but our passage of study will be verses 13 through 14, looking at the belt of truth. This is God's holy truth to us this morning. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me. Words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. This is God's word to us this morning. Let's pray and ask his blessings upon it. Father, we pray as the apostle just prayed, that the mystery of the gospel would be made known to us this morning, that we may declare it and know it boldly. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're in a mini-series here looking at the armor of God, this spiritual armor that the Apostle Paul tells the Ephesian Christians that they must have in the Christian life. And so the Apostle Paul's first concern when it comes to this spiritual armor that we must wear is the belt of truth. His first concern is this foundational idea of truth. Has there ever been a time in history where the truth has been under more attack than it is today? But in reality, we could say that the truth has always been under attack. The Apostle Paul told us here in this passage, he's telling the Ephesian Christians that we need to be on our guard against the devil and against his schemes, his, his wiles, his, his lies. We need to be aware of these things. And what better way for the devil to to scheme and to to pounce on his his enemies, which is us, than to attack the truth, 
Has Satan not launched an all-out attack on the church and on the truth of the gospel? Do we not experience that every day? So the first piece of armor that the Apostle Paul says we must take up and that we must put on is the belt of truth. I pointed out several weeks ago that a very sobering reality for us as Christians is to realize that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. We don't like to think about it. And we certainly don't like to talk about the Christian life this way. But the reality is that since the fall of Adam and Eve into sin, and thereby sin came to all man, we have been at war. War is the reality that we now live in. War between nations, war between man, war in households, and most certainly this threefold war against the forces of evil, the world, the flesh, and the devil. We are in a spiritual battle against the forces of evil that are hell-bent on destroying us and drawing us away from Christ every day and every minute around every corner. And so this is paramount to understand. We, we have to believe this. We have to think about it. We have to talk about it. Do we realize that we are engaged in spiritual warfare? Do you believe that the greatest problems you are facing right now are not material but it are, in fact, spiritual. Spiritual warfare is real. And so to fight this battle against the spiritual forces of evil, the whole armor of God is needed. Do you believe you're in a battle? I think one of the biggest dangers to Christians today, certainly one of the biggest dangers to the church today, is a believer in Jesus Christ being lulled into thinking that, that we're okay. And I think is that we as Americans, we are at the greatest risk of this. I mean, as messed up as our country seems right now, it's really okay. It's really not that bad of a place. Christianity was the number one persecuted people group last year. And on our American news, that was just not an issue for us. But around the world, it is. We don't need to be lulled into thinking that we really have no major problems and that there's really no spiritual battle for us to worry about. Because as soon as we begin to think that, this is when Satan pounces. The reality that we are to live in, as the Apostle Paul tells the Ephesian Christians, is in verse 13, is that the day is evil. The day is evil. What he means by that is this day. The days that we live in now, the days between the first and second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, today, the time on, on this earth, at this time in history, when Satan has been granted his greatest power, he is at the height of his authority. And he is looking to attack. 
And if we want to be able to withstand his schemes, if we want to be able to, to, to be on guard against his wiles and to resist these spiritual forces of evil, then we are going to need some serious defenses. We're going to need to take up the whole armor of God because this battle is serious. One scholar states that the language that the Apostle Paul uses here is very incisive. The commands he gives are curt and crisp. It is as if Paul is saying, do not allow the enemy to find you defenseless. Take up your armor. Do so at once without any hesitancy or waste of time. We must be ready. This armor is what is needed so that the Christian may be able to have a firm standing, the apostle says here. We've studied before that one of the key words to describe the Christian life is this idea of a walk. Our Christian life is like a walk, a steady progression in life. But another key word the apostle Paul uses to describe the Christian life is being able to stand, our standing. Three times in these verses, we are told the importance of being able to stand or withstand the evil of our day. And so when the apostle mentions our standing in the Christian life, we're to think about stability. Our standing has to do with faithfulness, steadfastness in the Christian life. And just in case we think that the Christian life is just easy and we have no problems and we can just be leisure about it. Paul is exhorting the Ephesian Christians and thereby exhorting us. This is battle language. This is war. We are to take up. We are to stand. We are to fasten. These are action words. These are, these are fighting words that Paul is using. Because the armor of God is vital for this fight and our ability to stand firm in Christ. A Christian must stand firm. As the late John Stott says, wobbly Christians who have no firm foothold in Christ are an easy prey for the devil. And Christians who shake like reeds and rushes cannot resist the wind when the principalities and powers begin to blow. And therefore, we must stand. And so in order to stand, in order to stand and fight the spiritual battle, we're going to need the whole armor of God, all of it. Not just some of it, all of it. And the first piece, the very first piece that we must put on, just like that ancient Roman soldier, is the belt of truth. That's the first piece of this armor. And so let's try to understand what the Apostle Paul means by this truth that we are to put on, that we are to fasten on. Let's, let's ask some questions here. What is truth? Why do we need it? And how do we put it on? What is truth? Why do we need it? And how do we put it on? First, what is truth? The very heart of of Christianity. At the very heart of the Christian life is this idea that there is absolute 
truth. Moral relativism, moral indifference have no place for our belief in Christ. To deny absolute truth is to gut the truth of the gospel and to deny it. Jesus was crystal clear here. He was was very dogmatic. He was not trying to be politically correct when he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is not a, a tolerant, inclusive statement. It's just not. Jesus was very clear here that he is the truth. So is there a more basic, a more fundamental, a more searching question that we must ask than the question of what is truth? It is a question that has been asked for thousands of years. It's a It's a question that goes back to the very beginning in the garden with Adam and Eve when they were tempted by the serpent. And they were challenged on the truth that God is who he has revealed to them in the garden, that he is good. They were challenged with this truth. We'll come back to that. What is truth? It's a question that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ saw as vital to understanding who we are who God is, and what the purpose of life is. You may recall that scene in your mind, or perhaps in a movie, Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. And Pilate had to decide, was he going to set Jesus free, or was he going to give him over to the Jews? And we don't know for sure, but it seems as if Pilate was confused by who this man was standing before him. He could sense that this man was different, that perhaps this man had power and influence. And Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? That's the big question. But this question of truth, is it really as complicated as we've made it out to be? Or is it clear? For the Christian, the answer is quite clear. The truth is as it is revealed in God's holy word. The Greek word for truth is aletheia. And aletheia is the divine truth that God has revealed to man. And so Jesus said to his disciples who believed in him, he said, if you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, You are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth if you abide in my word, and the truth will set you free, Jesus said in John 8. 
And was it not crystal clear for us this morning from Psalm 119 as the psalmist proclaimed over and over and over in this great chapter of the Bible? And the summary of it is this, the sum of your word is truth and every one, every single one of your righteous rules endures forever. These were the last words that were shared with me by my friend and mentor, Randy Phillips, right before he died. Every time I went to meet with him, he always had something he had to tell me, some, some powerful truth that he was studying and he was chewing on. And he, and he kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and he looked at me and his, his last words to me without any confusion and with full conviction is that every single word The word of God is true. And every matter that the Bible speaks to is the truth. It is the final word on a matter. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Why and when did it become cool in the church to start questioning every little thing in the Bible on whether it's true or not? Either it's all true or none of it is. Jesus was not confused by this. What did he say? Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. In a few weeks, we're going to look at the sword of the Spirit. And at that time, we're going to look at the particular truths of Scripture. But here we're talking about, in general, the whole summation of the truth, which is the word of God. Here it is, the truth. If you're taking notes, it's the revelation of God in Christ Jesus and in Holy Scripture. The truth is, it is the revelation of God in his son, Jesus Christ, and in his holy word. That is truth, plain and simple. So why do we need truth? Why do we need absolute truth? The piece of equipment that we're talking about here for the soldier, the the soldier's belt, it's a very foundational piece of his armor. It's at the very core of his defenses. Other translations struggle with the way to, to, to talk about this this morning. I talked about it, this read this morning from the English Standard Version, where he says, fasten on the belt of truth. Some of your translations may say, gird yourself with the belt of truth. Uh, others might say, having your loins girt about you with truth. I feel like I have to say that in a Scottish voice. Or the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The, 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 all of these translations, they, they mean the same. The picture here is of someone getting ready for the battle. Someone tightening their belt. I mean, how many times did my dad say that to me? Tighten up, son. Tighten up your belt. The Apostle Paul coined that idiom here. <laughs> Tighten up. Get ready. This, this feeling of inner fortitude and strength, getting ready for the battle. We must not think of this belt as we do today, you know, like me, to hold up my pants, you know, or some fashion statement. Rather, this was a very thick, 
leathery apparatus that the soldier wore around his waist. It was almost like a girdle to give him, literally give him strength in his back and in his loins and in his midsection. And the leather hung down over his thighs to literally protect his core. It also held the scabbard by which the soldier would hold his sword. Oftentimes, ancient soldiers would wear long, loose, flowing clothing. I mean, hasn't fashion been weird throughout the years? But they wore these long, flowing robes. And so to to gird up their loins and to, to get ready for the battle and to fasten on their belt, they would have to draw up the robes and kind of wrap them around them and to get all that loose clothing out of the way so that this soldier could be battle-ready and ready to move and quick on his feet. And so this piece of equipment quite literally gave a soldier inner fortitude so that he was protected at his core and he was ready for the battle and he wouldn't be tripped up by his loose clothing. Likewise, the belt of truth for the Christian For the Christian soldier, it is the the first peace. It is the first means of grace for the man or woman in Christ so that truth would be our foundation. It would be our core in the Christian walk and in the Christian life and in this spiritual battle. We need that foundational truth. We also must be girded with the truth of God's word, the truth of the gospel that gives us confidence. And if we don't have that truth, that foundation, that that strength in our core, then we will lose. We will not be battle ready. Because if you don't have the truth, what do you have? If you don't have the truth that is the scriptures, the truth that is in Jesus and in his gospel, then where will you go? Too often we turn to the media, we look to culture, we look to secular books, we, 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 we make science out to be a God or, or the ultimate authority, ourselves. And we say silly things like, look for truth within. But is this, is this wise? Or are we playing right into the devil's hand? Are we wrapped up in one of his schemes? You see, the devil is a liar. He's the greatest liar there ever was and ever will be. And one of his great schemes is to keep you looking for truth. To make you question it, to make you doubt it. To tell you to use your feelings. Just trust yourself and and certainly don't look to some old dusty piece of literature called the Bible. I mean, you know, that was written 2,000 years ago. Times have changed. Can't you hear his whispering lies now? Friends, we need the truth. Because the devil has been telling the same lie over and over and over since the beginning of creation. And it goes something like this. God doesn't want you to be happy. If he did, he would let you do whatever you want. You know, you can be your own God. You can determine what is truth. You can make yourself happy. 
is that lie in so many forms not the same lie over and over and over? The devil is a liar. And his business is to distort the truth. I'm confused by this at times. I think that the devil, his, his actions should be gruesome and, and overt and out in the open, but he's totally fine with us just ignoring him. He's okay with us going after his lies at whatever cost. And so he does this by confusing us, by whispering lies and accusing us and, and pitting us against one another. So how do we stop this? How do we be on our guard against this? We first put on the belt of truth. We need the truth to fortify ourselves against the devil's lies. Lies like these. I'm going to name a few lies. I'm going to talk with a few lies about you and see if you've heard these before. This lie. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be happy no matter what. So if you want to leave your wife and leave your family, go ahead and do that because God wants you to be happy. How about this one? The church needs to become more and more like the world and we need to adapt so that people will be attracted to us. So whatever it takes, Let's get people in. Or children, have you believed the devil's lies? When he has told you to do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, and don't worry about obeying your parents because they're against you and not for you. These are all lies. And the lies are many. And if we're going to be able to stand up against these flaming darts of lies, then we need the truth. So how do we put on the truth? Because if you leave the truth off, you have nothing. If we leave the truth off, we are defenseless. We are easy prey. And so knowing the truth, it is the ultimate thing. And this is why studying and knowing and applying Christian doctrine and learning the scriptures are so important in spiritual warfare because if we have error in our doctrine, if we don't get our doctrine right, then life will be hard and difficult and we won't get it right. And so let us devote ourselves to knowing the Bible and its teachings so we may become strong in the Lord and able to stand. Thy word is truth. We are commanded to put on the truth. It's not some optional piece of clothing. We must put it on. And so we put on the truth by employing all the means that God has given us. This is why Bible study is so important. This is why reading your Bible is so important. This is why expositional preaching is so important. This is why studying biblical doctrines is so important. This is why Reading and reciting the great, great hymns of the Christian faith are so important. All these things are given to us by God so that we may put on the truth. Because if Christian doctrine, if Bible study, if knowing these truths is not important to you, 
then it's like going into battle with your clothing there to trip you up, and you are defenseless. You will be defeated. This is why we want to do things like teach the children catechism here on Wednesday nights. Maybe we should start an adult catechism class. Sunday school, it's important so that we can gird ourselves with this truth. This is why biblical preaching is so important so that we have the proper training. And we want to do more and more here at Cornerstone to help us all in this. That's why we're going to have an apologetic seminar on Wednesday nights at Foundations so that we can be girded with the truth. We must combat the lies of the devil and the lies of our own hearts and the lies of the world with the truth of God's word. And so let us expose ourselves with every kind of training exercise we can think of to be ready for the battle and to put on the truth. We need God's grace to shower us, his truth to shower us so that it is on us and in us and that we can't get away from it. Well, wrapping this up, least we fall into another lie and believe that this spiritual battle is something that we're supposed to do all by ourselves. At least we think that Paul is telling us to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps and to do it for ourselves. We need to be reminded one very important truth about this armor. And the truth is that God does not ask us to do anything that he has not done himself. God does not ask us to do anything that Christ has not already done for us. And all these pieces of armor that we're talking about, all six pieces, the first being the belt of truth, the Messiah himself wears. We see this picture of this warrior king, this warrior Messiah, all, th- all throughout the book of Isaiah. And in Isaiah 11, chapter 5, we read this about this warrior king, this warrior Messiah. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. You see, we can fight this battle because it has already been won for us. The war has been won. The devil has been defeated. The Messiah has struck him down. And one day, in case there is any confusion, he will be thrown into a lake of fire that will burn forever and ever and ever. And so, dear Christian, know this. The devil can be resisted because the great warrior king, Jesus, is on our side. He has provided this armor for us. He has put it on us so that we can take up this battle. And so we start with the truth. Do you know this king? Do you know this great warrior king who fights for you? Jesus said, if you abide in my word, You are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
And again, he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My friends, the truth is in Jesus. May he give you the strength to abide in him and abide in his word. Let's pray. Father, forgive us for we've been lulled into thinking that life is just easy. And the Christian life is supposed to be just happy, happy, happy all the time. This is not true. This is a lie. We need to be girded about We need this belt of truth that you have given us. And so, Father, at every turn, at every waking moment, help us to put on this belt of truth. Help us to beware of Satan and his lies when he is whispering falsehoods to us. Protect us, we pray. We thank you that our great warrior king, Jesus, has gone before us. Help us to follow him into battle, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.